This is episode 9 of Overcoming Anxiety, a devotional look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 5 to 7. And in the last episode, we began to look at the characteristic of the peace that God promised all those who would come to Him and make their requests known to Him with thanksgiving. Paul tells us in the first part of Philippians 4 and verse 7 that the peace of God would, that God would give would be a peace that was not at all like the world gave, but a peace that in fact surpassed all understanding. And we took a look at what Paul meant by that in episode 8 of this series. In this episode, we'll take another look at the a different aspect of the peace of God and how Paul talks about this peace as being a peace that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let's read Philippians 4 and verse 7. Philippians 4 verse 7 says this, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We've already seen that the peace that God gives is a peace that can be described in in many different ways, but we looked at this in the last episode as a peace that is described as quiet, as rest, as security, and as prosperity of body, soul, and spirit. It's a peace that the world doesn't understand because it sustains us, even in the greatest storms of life. It is not an absence of strife, but it is a security, it is a quiet, it is a rest, it is a prosperity in the midst of the strife. And Paul goes on in in verse 7 to tell us something else about this peace of God. He tells us that one of the functions of the peace of God, the peace that God gives us, is to guard our hearts and our minds. Now, the word guard here is a military term. It's used to speak of a soldier who has been given the task of watching out for enemy movements. The the task of the guard is to protect the city from invasion of of enemies. He's been given the responsibility to to remain alert in the darkest hours of the night, watching out for any sign of uh, enemy movement or invasion. Any enemy seeking to invade the city will have to come through this guard first of all. And Paul compares the peace of God to a guard watching out for our hearts and minds. This peace is is on the lookout for anything that would trouble the quiet, the rest, the security, uh, and the prosperity of our heart and our mind. The, the, this peace of God is it is it's not a passive feeling, but Paul describes it as a soldier taking his or her active stand against the enemies of our soul. It is a peace that jealously protects us against the undue and irrational anxieties and fears that would lead us astray from 
from God and from trusting in his purpose. It's, it's not the will of God that we would lose sight of him in our trouble and in our circumstances. These anxieties and fears that of this world, like, like foreign invaders, seek to destroy us and get our eyes off the Lord. And the answer to this enemy anxiety is found in the peace of God. This peace sustains us in our times of trouble. And more than this, this peace gives us victory and prosperity in these times of pain. The, the peace that God offers is, is not something that we can find in ourselves. It is, it is the fruit of the Spirit given to all those who submit to the work of God in their lives. It's given to all who, who make their requests known to God. This peace is a guard for our mind and for our heart to keep us and protect us so that we do not wander from the path that God has laid out for us. Let's break this down even more. Paul tells us that this peace of God guards, first of all, our heart. Now, what is the heart? Well, Paul's not speaking here about our physical heart. The heart in Scripture is seen as that place of motives, intentions, and emotions. And, and we have an example of this in, Philipp, in Isaiah chapter 29, where, where God says this, And the Lord said, Because this people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me, and their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. Notice what God is saying here about Israel. He is saying that they worshipped him, but not from their heart. In other words, their motives were questionable. There was a lack of sincerity in their words and in their deeds and in their worship. You see, when God gives us peace, he, he does so with the intention of guarding our heart, of guarding our motives, our emotions, our intentions. And one of the things that anxiety over the circumstances in life will do to us is cause us to begin to question God. See, those who are troubled and anxious uh, lose their passion for God. This, the troubles and busyness strip our attention away from him. We find our hearts becoming cold because of the intensity of the battle that rages around us. But the peace of God keeps us in his presence where we are aware of his concern and his care for us. Jesus tells us in, in Matthew chapter 6, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The question is, what fills our hearts today? Is it our work, our pastime, our friends, our possessions? With the accumulation of worldly goods comes greater anxiety. You see, the Lord wants to fill our hearts with his peace instead. And in this peace, we find contentment with, with what he has already provided. In this peace, our hearts are still to seek him first of all. And those who find this peace with God lose sight of all other things and, and God becomes everything to them. This peace guards their heart, driving out anything that would distract us and keep us from experiencing this intimacy with God. God is intentionally placing his peace in our hearts in the midst of our trials in order to keep our hearts pure and, and, and tuned into him and in relationship with him. It is the peace of God 
that keeps us in tune with him. And God is interested in maintaining that peace in our hearts so that we continue to focus and love him. Not only does the peace of God guard our passion and our sincerity and our, and our motive towards God and, and keeping our heart, but it also, according to Paul, guards our minds. See, the mind is a place of our thoughts, our reasoning, and our understanding. As one who has experienced an anxiety disorder personally, one of the things that I've, I've discovered about anxiety is that how it affects our thoughts and our minds. Anxiety distorts reality by exaggerating the problem. It begins to take us down a path of reasoning that completely removes the presence of God from our thoughts. We begin to imagine the worst. We begin to reason through things without considering God. And questions begin to invade our thoughts. Why does God allow this? How am I ever going to get through this? All these questions that well up within the anxious mind. The anxious mind is a noisy mind filled with questions and doubt. The anxious mind is a, is a busy mind trying to work out the solutions to every problem. Our anxious mind becomes fertile soil uh, for Satan and his angels to do their work. And the question is, what will protect our mind from these enemies? According to Paul, it is the peace of God. The peace of God settles these doubts in our, in our minds, even though so we don't have the answer to the answers we would like. The peace of God pushes back the forces of hell because there is no place for them in the mind that is at rest and peace with God's purpose. The mind that is at peace with God is a mind that is surrendered and obedient, and the enemy has no foothold in such a mind. The, the peace of God guards our minds and protects them from the invasion of enemy doubts and compromises. It settles our mind on the truth of who God is and his, his perfect goodness no matter what happens. The peace of God is a powerful weapon against the attacks of the enemy on our hearts and on our minds. Notice one more detail in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7. Paul tells us that the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Those three words are significant. What does Paul mean when he tells us that this peace of God will guard our hearts and minds in, keep in Christ Jesus? Let me offer a few suggestions before concluding. First of all, when Paul says that the peace of God will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, he is telling us that this peace is one that will keep us in tune and in obedience to Christ and his purpose. This mind and heart that is in Christ Jesus is a mind and heart that is fully surrendered to him. Sometimes the Lord will take us through the valley of sorrow, uh, but during that time, his peace gives us grace to walk through that with him. It is a mind and heart that is willing to face whatever life might throw at us. The peace of God keeps our hearts and minds in obedience to Christ, walking with him, no matter how difficult that path might be. Secondly, the mind that is in and heart that are in Christ Jesus are, one, are ones that are in a deep 
an intimate relationship with him. We've seen already that there are many things that distract us from Christ. Satan made many appealing offers to Eve and, and she fell for them. But the mind and heart that is in Christ Jesus, however, finds great contentment in him. The mind and heart that is in Christ Jesus, for that heart, there is nothing or no one else as appealing as Christ. This is a heart and a mind that is settled in its relationship with him and finds great delight and in that relationship of intimacy with Christ Jesus. It is in him. But then also, we have to understand that the mind and heart that is in Christ Jesus is also a mind and heart that is a partaker of the blessings and empowering of Christ. It is a mind that participates in the wisdom of Jesus Christ. It is a heart that is empowered by the Spirit of Christ to overcome. It is empowered with the, the fruit of Christ's Spirit. It is a branch participating in the life of divine. And the one who is in Christ Jesus is endued with the power and the wisdom and the life of Jesus Christ. Paul tells us, that the peace of Christ will guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. This peace will keep us in obedience to him and walking in his purpose. This peace will keep us in a relationship of intimacy with him where we experience deep fellowship and encouragement in him. This peace will open our lives to the empowering and enabling of God to give us access to all the resources we need to live a life of victory. The peace of God is a powerful weapon against the anxieties that bombard our life. This peace, says Paul, is a military guard watching over our hearts and minds. God sends his peace to protect our hearts and minds from the assaults of this world. He, he sends us his peace so that they can be kept, we, our hearts and minds can be kept in Christ Jesus, walking faithfully in his path, experiencing deep comfort and fellowship, participating in his strength and wisdom to overcome. Philippians chapter 4 verses 5 to 7 point us to the Lord Jesus as the, as the cure for our anxiety. In him is all the comfort, reassurance, and enabling that we need. It challenges the anxious believer to look to Jesus and to be aware of his care and his, his deep concern. And if you're struggling today as a believer, you need to cry out to God for his peace. This peace is not an option for you. You need it to overcome the enemies of your heart and mind. These enemies come to distract you and to keep you from fellowship with Christ. If you do not have that peace in your heart, you're like an unguarded city in time of war. You need to ask him for that peace today to fill your heart, to point you to the Savior, to enable you to understand that he has a purpose purpose and that he is working out that purpose for your life. If you're not a believer today and do not know the Lord Jesus, the first step is for you to come to know this peace with him. And your greatest concern, of course, is the forgiveness of sin. And the Lord Jesus came to give you that forgiveness. 
and you need to cry out to him and ask him to forgive you and to make you his child. That's not something that you can do for yourself. He, he, he needs to hear you and, and respond to your prayer by giving you that peace of Christ, that peace with Christ. It is the will and purpose of God to give us peace and to give peace to all those who will sincerely make their requests known to God with thanksgiving. Father God, we are in the midst of a battle. And all around us, there are many things that seek to distract us, like Martha, who was distracted in her busyness. Her eyes were taken off you. And Father, we recognize that there are many things in our day that take our eyes away from you, and we begin to feel anxious and overwhelmed. And I pray, Father, as we have examined this passage here today, and especially this this last part of verse 7, that you would send us that peace to guard our hearts and our minds. We cannot afford to allow our eyes to be distracted from you. We cannot afford to be without this peace as a guard over our heart, lest it become disillusioned, lest our first love be diminished. We need the peace of God to guard that love, that passion, that delight in you. Father, forgive us for not allowing that peace to guard our hearts. We also need that peace, Father, to guard our minds from the doubts and questions and insecurities that it feels. And I pray, Father, that you would help us to pray for this peace, to recognize this peace is not an option, but as an essential ingredient in the life of every believer, because this peace is designed to guard our hearts and to guard our minds and to keep them in Christ Jesus, in tune with him, in fellowship with him, in obedience to him and empowered by him, that is the role of this peace that you give. And I pray, Father, that we would cry out to you in whatever anxiety we feel, that we would cry out and cling to you until you give us this peace that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. I trust you are enjoying this study. If you'd like your own copy of the this study, uh, it's available in both print and Kindle uh, ebook edition on Amazon. For other ebook formats, just go to smashwords.com. And if you would like to have a copy, a free copy of the complete library of Light to My Path books, check out the LTMP e-library. Uh, app on Google Play or on the iPhone App Store. All this material is also available to read freely on our website at www.lighttomypath.ca.